Get ready for the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we talk District 4 activities, athletics, and happenings every single week here in the great state of Idaho. We are coming to you live uh, on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Uh, Of course, you can also... Uh, go back and listen to or watch this on replay or also listen to this podcast at idahosports.com or wherever you download podcasts. If you are hanging out watching live today, if you could hit that like button and then share this when we're all said and done, it'll help everybody find the replay just a little easier. My name is Brandon Bainey, and we are joined today by whose house? Ram's house, Scott Burton. What's up, Scott? Yo, Brandon, what's happening? Uh, Supposed to be in sunny Southern California, uh, getting ready for the Rams game tonight with the Saints. Playoff implications on the line. I am sitting in my hotel right on the beach in Venice, California, uh, just a three wood away from Muscle Beach and the boardwalk and all that kind of stuff. And it's pouring rain and it sucks because. Now I am like feel like I'm in the Tonight Show with the curtains behind me when it should be sunny, beachy palm trees. It's pouring rain and it stinks. And we're headed to SoFi here in just a little bit uh, to start the pregame festivities. And I'm not very happy. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to. So Scott's obviously on vacation. So first of all, thank you, Scott, for you know making time for the show while you're traveling but we thought you were going to be doing it from from the beach right doing the show set up with a little umbrella and all the good stuff but no see the whole plan of this was and we talked about this a little while ago was like this week was going to be something different we were going to either be broadcasting from maybe the beach down in venice maybe with muscle beach behind me or better yet right in front of sofi and uh game day well, best laid plans. It would have been cool to have you down at Muscle Beach just doing curls while you did the show, Scott. Yeah, well, so I, I talked to Coach Keener. Here's what he yeah, told me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the nearest veterinarian is because <laughs> these puppies are sick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I got our podcast title. These puppies are sick. <laughs> I like it. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, downpour Scott, you want to open that window behind you just to give everybody a view of what the weather looks like. You can see the rain. Yeah. There's the beach I'm supposed to be on. And, uh, it's, it's awful out there. I'm not happy. (laughs) Bummer. (laughs) It's, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's not enough that I can come down and catch a Rams game at the 50 yard line and, and have my own uh, kitchen and beverage service and VIP seats and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm picked because it's not sunny outside and I'm going to let it ruin my experience. Yeah. It's like the movie. Uh, have you seen the home alone movies, Scott? Uh, I've seen, Oh, like back in like when they first came out, yeah so in the second one the family decides to go to sunny florida for the holidays because they're tired of the snow and stuff and then it just rains the whole time of course kevin gets left behind but uh yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of here scott i know and it's like you know what i had this happen already i went to a a, on that golf trip in ireland this past summer and for 10 days and for the 
two weeks prior to getting there, sunny, beautiful. I mean, just gorgeous conditions. The minute we stepped off the plane to play golf for 10 days, sideways rain, 25 mile an hour winds, just constant. It was miserable for the 10 days that were there. But the day that we left, back to sunny skies. Yeah. I'm starting to think it might be me. <laughs> it, de it definitely could be you, Scott. So you're uh, you're in uh, Los Angeles, or I guess technically the stadium's in Inglewood, right? Right, yeah. So we're and just uh, about 35 minutes away via Uber ride. So we're right now we're in Venice, California. Uh, that's where the hotel is and because there's not much to do in Inglewood. So, yeah. and, it's, and it's better down here on the beach anyway. Well, Scott, as a uh, certified owner of the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> I hope your Rams just absolutely bite the dust only because there's this big conglomerate of teams in the NFC that are fighting for that last wildcard spot and the, the right to get blown out in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> the, the Packers have the head to head win over the Rams. Mm -hmm. uh, and they also have the head-to-head -head win over the Saints. So I guess it doesn't really matter to me who wins, but just on a personal note, I hope your Rams bite the dust. <laughs> well, if you could if you could have taken care of the Packers at home or the Buccaneers at home, we wouldn't even be having that conversation. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's frustrating to watch our teams this year, Scott, no doubt about it. It is, so. but, but I think nail on the head. Earn the right to go get beat up by probably Philly of Philly. Yeah, so, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Fun times. Uh, all right, Scott. Well, let's get into Magic Valley happenings. Uh, this past week, the annual Jerry Callen Memorial Tournament was held in Jerome. This is a girls basketball tournament that's been going on for several years. Uh, real quick, Scott, for those that don't know about Jerry Callen and the impact, I mean, that's a that's a pretty big name over where you're from in Jerome. But tell us a little bit about Jerry Callen. Uh, you know, Jerry is just one of those guys that... Uh, Man, it, you associate towns with names, and we've, we've talked a little bit about this on previous podcasts, but the Callan name in Jerome is huge. You know, they've uh, the Callan and the Caps and all those guys, they're all kind of like in the same kind of conglomerate, and they're just the best people ever. They, they just love their community. They give up their time, their resources. I mean, there was a time Jerry Callan is out working on football fields and doing stuff like that, and he's not even – part of the coaching staff or school or whatever. I mean, he graduated here, lived here, raised his kids. Um, even back when, when I was coaching, we used to call him Papa Callen. He would be courtside, just cheering on the Tigers is, is better than anybody else. And then when he got older, he was in his wheelchair on courtside. Just, he was just one of those guys. And, you know, the impact that, that he left, uh, you know, we just felt that it should not be forgotten. And there are people like that in, in your community. And, and too often they just kind of disappear and their memories go with them. And, and you don't want that. You, you want to kind of preserve what they did for your town, what they did for your community. And that was kind of the idea behind the Jerry Callen tournament is just to put a small little tournament together, have some fun and um, remember who he is. And so we put a big picture out in front of the, the entryway of him um, with surrounded by, you know, athletes that uh, he helped raise and coach or, you know, guide and mentor, whatever. And then we go inside and we just play some games and have some contests and, and just have a really good time and remember who he is. Yeah. And it was a fun time this year. The field was Jerome Preston, 
Filer Mountain Home. Is there one more I'm forgetting, Scott? Jerome Filer Preston Mountain Home. Mountain Home. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yep. So you guys did a little round robin. Everybody mm -hmm. got their got their reps in, uh, and then you said this year, uh, you know, you wanted to spice things up a little bit on that first night, Friday night, have yeah. have some competitions, and so. How did that all go down? Oh man, I tell you what, that that that's kind of the highlight of it. So these teams that come in, and that we we feed them that night, um, catered catered taco bar, whatever it is we decide to do that year, we feed them that night, and then after dinner we go back into the gym, and we have a bunch of contests with prizes, and uh, so we have like a three point shooting contest. You know, each team would nominate two other players in the three-point shooting contest. And we'd have them going on each end and up on the scoreboard, we're keeping running totals and, and, uh, and we'd have free throw contests. We'd have a 31 or a hot shot and then 31. And the whole time is just, we've got Christmas music blaring over the speakers. I'm at mid court with a mic, just kind of getting everybody riled up and, and, you know, here comes Filer, here comes Mountain Home. Oh, another three. And you just kind of just, just making it fun. And then, um, everybody's getting into it and we just had the best time. We started that last year, uh, not knowing how it was going to go, but Holy cow, it has been kind of the highlight of the, the whole experience is that Friday night, we call it the reindeer games and we just have a blast. And I was talking to some of the coaches afterwards. I'm like, what do you think? You know, is, is that okay? And they're like, they're like, you know what? That took my team out of its funk. You know, it just made it different and made it fun. And so I, I couldn't ask for anything more. It was great. And how about the actual competition, Scott, that you saw with your eyes? Obviously, Jerome is very good this year. Mountain Home is exceptional. Preston's rebuilding a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you saw from Filer. I, I'm really intrigued to know about Filer because they're in this really tough conference with Kimberly, which is good. And mm -hmm. a Gooding team that we've already highlighted this year with a couple of, you know, they had that wild win at the very end, that late rally. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked about the Buell girls basketball program this year as well. It's a tough conference that they're in. I mean, Filer is, they've got some athletes. They do. They really do. It's a matter of them getting it together um, for four quarters. And I know that sounds cliche-ish, but that's kind of their issue is they've, they've got some good, good players. And really, um, they've got a, a good coach in Clayton Nebaker. He's doing a fantastic job. But you're right. They're in that that conference with Kimberly and uh, Upstart Buell. And they are – their schedule's like a gauntlet, you know. And they're trying to play all these teams, and they're hanging, and they're hanging, and they're hanging. And so what you've got to learn through all of this is you can't give up because it can be so easy for a team – to get so close and just get so disappointed and so yeah, I'm not there and then just give up altogether. And it, you know, teams I've seen like Filer, they've done that, but uh, coach Neberker is not going to let that happen. They've got too good of athletes. So if they can just, they're here right now, they get to that point at the end of the season, who knows what they can do? Cause they've got some size inside with Hills um, and they've, They've got some some talent on the outside, and they've got some athleticism. So, I don't think Filer's reached its full potential yet. Yeah, you talked about the gauntlet of the schedule they've run. Uh, Filer is seven and six overall, but one trip already through league play. Scott, 
The Wildcats are a perfect 3 and 0. They've beaten everybody. Uh Kimberly and Gooding are each 1 and 1. Buell is 0 and 3. They've lost to all three teams, but they've been close games. Kimberly and Gooding play each other twice in the New Year's Scott. Those will be two really intense matchups to see potentially who takes second place, but this league is going to be fun to watch and if we get the districts and you can just throw the seeds out the window. The seed numbers don't really matter. It's all about who shows up on that night. Oh, absolutely. And when those teams are as close as they are, uh, you, you don't know what's going to happen. And and Filer's in a, at a good position right now, even though they're undefeated in that league play, they're still, they're not as good as they are going to be coming down the stretch. I, I really believe that. I, I saw a lot of good things from them. That's a scary thought for everybody else in the conference for sure. Um, okay. Just as uh, wild and unpredictable, Scott is the great base in conference. As we take a look at the standings currently, Jerome and Minico at the top, they're each five and one. Mountain Home and Twin Falls are tied for third. They are each four and two. And then Burley is still kind of lurking. You know, they're two and four, but they, they've got a couple of dynamic players also. But this top four, Jerome, Minico, Mountain Home, Twin been duking it out all season long you know our new girls basketball coaches poll just came out today scott and jerome snuck in there at number five in the girls coaches poll so yeah way to go tigers yeah i mean this is a really good jerome team i mean they're scrappy they're athletic um they are drama free <laughs> i know that sounds silly but i'm telling you if you were going to coach um especially girls sport you keep the drama out of it then you could really do some good things. I've seen so many great girls teams, whether it's been basketball, volleyball, whatever, just absolutely crumble under their own stupid stuff. And if you can keep that stupid stuff out of it, man, you, you can really do something uh, with the girls. And right now, that's what our basketball team is doing. But you look at our losses. I mean, there were three losses they had. I mean, they lost to 5A Eagle in a close one. Uh, went on the road to Bishop Kelly and lost a close one there, started 0-2, um, and then really kind of played like poo-poo here against Twin and lost another close one. But meanwhile, you're thinking, okay, well, Twin's in the driver's seat. Well, <laughs> not so much because here comes Minico, and Minico we beat already. And so this, this little group of four that you're talking about are just – beating each other up right now. And so, you know, we thought that maybe it was going to be a, a two and a half twin Jerome, maybe Minico, and that was going to be it going in. Well, you've got four legit teams. Any two of them could go. So, yeah, when you look at the losses of these teams that are at the top, Jerome five and one in the league, lone loss was by three to twin falls, 54, 51. You look at Minico. Okay. They're five and one in the league. Their lone loss came to Jerome by three, 65, 62. Yeah. You look at Mountain Home. You know, Mountain Home has been really good this year. They lost to Jerome by six uh, or by eight, excuse me, 56, 48. Um, and then they just fell to Minico last week by double digits. And then Minico is four and, or excuse me, Twin is four and two in the league also. They've lost to Minico by nine and Mountain Home got them by two. 45 43 so all of the games have been exceptionally close and really the team we wanted to highlight and focus in on this week scott is mountain home because you said it in the preseason coaches poll we conducted and kind of the thought amongst the you know the experts that know it was oh yeah twin jerome minico and mountain home yeah 
Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And gosh, I didn't know what to expect with this mountain home team, but after watching them play, uh, not just against us, because when we beat mountain home, we were in mountain home and that's one of the toughest venues to play. And, you know, you don't get the feel of what they, what they've got going on, but when they came down and played in this holiday tournament that we just got done talking about, holy crap, this is a really good basketball team. And so tell me a little bit about, because Brent Keener has been the coach there for a really long time. He's gotten right. Mountain Home to State the past couple of years, but all of those players departed. And so it's kind of this new wave that is trying to lead Mountain Home back to, that's always the tough part of having a sustained run of excellence and getting to state, right? You can, you can have a really good class and ride that for four years. Okay, uh -huh. but what happens in year five? And it looks like, this program is just kind of reloading and, and it's been really impressive to watch. Well, you know, and the thing about mountain home, it's one of those tough places to coach because it's a, it's a weird dynamic because you got the air force base, you know, you're kind of about an you know, hour out of Boise maybe. And it's just a, it's just a, a different place. Right. And it's always been that way. And so to sustain something long-term is really impressive. And, I, I tell you what, and, and Keener's done that. Brent uh, is a, a really good friend of mine. In fact, after gosh, last Tuesday night, um, his family and we all went out to dinner together. And and uh, Maddie Keener, who graduated last year, uh, she's down from college. And, you know, so, I mean, we're, we're all really good friends. And, you know, just watching this team, when they graduated Maddie last year, who was their their bread and butter, everybody's thinking, okay, big time rebuilding year. Well, I'll be danged. I, it might be a reloading year, but they're, they're young kids. The freshmen and sophomore are leading this team, and they have really grown up. And I tell you what, they have got a stud point guard freshman in Lexi Longhurst, and you are going to hear that name for the next three or four years. This kid is the real deal as a freshman. Uh, it, it is, I, I'm just watching her going, man, she sees the floor. She's savvy. She gets it and she can shoot the rock. You can't leave her open as a freshman. And I'm like, holy cow, where did she come from? And I asked Keener that and he goes, oh, she's always been in the program, but she is really starting to blossom as a player. And so this is a mountain home team that can beat anybody they play at any given time. Um, there's just two things that are going to have to happen. Number one is they are a shooting team and they've got they've got kids that will shoot the rock and they can really drain it. I mean, we talked about um the the freshman Lexi Longhurst, you got Julie Donez, she can she can bang it from the outside, Ava Johnson, uh who really is somebody that coach Keener really wants to come along and and start leading things, Jenna Jasaro. I mean, these guys are all really decent shooters and if you get them in a gym and they're hitting they could beat anybody, but the problem in their Achilles heel is they're not deep at all. Um, and that depth almost, well, we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about their game against twin. Yeah. So let's talk about it because twin to me is kind of the opposite. Twin has the depth, right? They showcased it last year. Now twin, twin doesn't have any height, right? They start five guards basically. And that's mm -hmm. it, but they can all shoot. They can all dribble drive and they do have a, a pretty deep and talented bench. Um, so it was kind of a contrast in styles and in personnel when they played twin and, but, and yet mountain home overcame it and got the two point win 45, 42. 
Yeah, I mean, this was a tale of two halves in this game, but it also it, it kind of shows the point I'm trying to make as well. I mean, this was a, a mountain home team that was depleted. They had their top two players that come off the bench, their top two subs. And again, this is a team that isn't deep already. They were out with concussions. So they really look down the bench and they don't have a lot to put in the ball game. And so they struggled in that first half. In fact, Jensen and twin dropped 16 on them uh, at the half and mountain home found themselves down 14. They were down 27 to 13 at the break. They couldn't get anything going. In fact, they didn't even score until about four minutes into the game on a banked in three pointer. And it's like, ah, here we go. But, but it could turn so quickly with mountain home. So they go into locker room. They're, they're struggling with substitutions. They cannot find the bottom of the basket. And then they go on a 15 0 run in that third quarter. And in that third quarter, they made zero substitutions and got themselves right back in it. Twin responds, Mountain Home goes on another 8 0 run. And uh, they, they got the two point win. And it was just one of those things to where, you know what? You, you better guard them at all times, even when they're cold. They can heat up very, very quickly because they have too many weapons that can shoot the ball from the outside, does Mountain Home. And so that's kind of what happened in the second half. They locked down Jensen, and um, I don't think she scored again in that second half. And so Mountain Home comes away with a huge, huge conference win. Yeah, that was big time. And and that's going to be the key is which team can defend the best because everybody's got these dynamic guards, right? You, you talked about Jensen from twin and they've got riley robbins who can really mm -hmm. shoot it and uh of course jerome's got uh emma allen and there's a couple of allens that play for jerome right yeah uh emma allen and autumn allen uh, okay sisters and you got autumn the senior and uh emma the junior and and they are huge contributors for that team very athletic yeah and of course cj lada from minico and so yeah it's all going to be about which team can step up and get a stop when they need to and yep. Mount, mountain home showcasing that early so uh you'll keep it up tigers they are eight and five overall four and two in the conference scott uh coming up out of the new year they will play canyon ridge to get it started on january 6th um the big dates though jerome on the 11th at Jerome, and then they finished the year with two home games, Tuesday, January 23rd against Twin, Thursday, January 25th against Minico, both at home to close out the season. That could decide yeah. the conference title right there. Yeah, I think this going to have a lot to do with who wins that conference and who gets the number one seed and second seed and whatnot, because right now, right now, Jerome controls her own destiny. Um, you know, the only team that's got anything on them is that loss to twin. But if they continue to win out, they'll still have that better record and it won't matter anyway. Um, but coming down the stretch, man, I, I, there's a couple of places in our conference that you don't want to go and play. And Mountain Home is, and I told Keener this uh, the, the other night, is like, I don't ever want to play in Mountain Home. I hated playing there. Um, I hated coaching there and nothing against it. It was just an odd environment. It's that old gym. You got the stage behind one of the baskets and you're like, ah, oh, dude, this is hard to play. And I remember as a, as a player uh, in, in high school, I went up to mountain home and I, I fouled out and I had zero points. And I'm like, this, arguably one of the worst games I've ever played in my high school career. We had another game in Jerome the next night lit it up, had a great time, played well. And it's like, you know what? It's mountain home. That's what it is. 
<laughs> yeah, the frigid, uh, the frigid temperatures in in Mountain Home make it tough to shoot for sure. So, so anyway, those two games coming down the stretch that you just talked about, you, you can't tell me those don't have an impact going on the road to Mountain Home to play. That is a tough venue. Yep, for sure. All right, well, let's let's flip it to the other side of the coin here and talk about Twin Falls. Uh, you know, Hallie Walker has been playing for the for the Lady Bruins basketball team this year. Of course, she's an accomplished volleyball player, um, and she recently signed with the University of Montana. Scott, as a proud Missoula, Montana native, anytime we've got a, we've got an athlete signing with the Grizz, we've got a yeah. spotlight. And all I can say is. <laughs> Hallie, excellent choice. You're going to love Missoula. It's a great place. Uh, but what an exciting moment for the Walker family from Twin Falls. Uh, it, it truly is. And, and the story behind it is actually kind of interesting, too, because, you know, Hallie was and first of all, you, you talk about, you know, the, the Walkers and those Walker girls. Um, the, the, they're just really super nice, genuine people. And 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 I like them both. And I'm friends with their dad. And they're just really good people. So you love to see good things happen. Uh, to good people. But the thing about Hallie is that she wasn't really planning on playing college volleyball. This was not on the radar for her. She was just going to finish her high school career and just go and <laughs> live a college life, right? But the funny thing is, when Twin qualified for state last year, they stopped on the way up north at Missoula to work out, right? And so they're practicing, and well, the Montana coaches were there and they took notice. And so they kind of had this conversation that said, hey, you know, um, can we talk to you after the state tournament? Because apparently they liked what they saw on this chance practice that they stopped. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that kind of on a radar before then, but this was the thing that really got it going. Um, so they, on the way back, um, Hallie and her dad, they stopped at Missoula. They toured the campus. They, you know, talked to some coaches. And it was really kind of a meet and greet more than anything, really nothing was set in stone or no agreements or anything like that. Just kind of like, Hey, well, we'll talk to you later, stay in touch, whatever. But then they started talking a little bit more and it, it just started to feel right. And you, you talk to any college athlete, that's a phrase that they use quite often. It just felt right because you've got to go to a place that just makes you feel good. And it started to do that, you know, for Hallie. And so, um, Six weeks later, she becomes a Grizz. But one of the, the cool things about it that kind of helped facilitate all this was, you know, what they run in Montana at the volleyball program and what they run at Twin are very, very similar. You know, and you don't think about that sometimes in volleyball in particular, but they they mirror each other quite a bit. And, and that helped drive this decision and this relationship with Montana. I mean, even down to the atmosphere, she said, you know, it's just like ours. And it just felt like home. And so um, that's what she said when she stepped onto the campus. It just felt like home. Every interaction she had with players and coaches and it was just comfortable, you know. Um, and so she ended up going to sign in with Montana and ended up going to a football game in the snow. And and uh, which is cool because you walk it back a little bit. Her dad, uh, Sean, was there on a recruiting trip about 30 years ago. And he got to walk her around and show her the campus and places that he had been and da, da, da. And so, I mean, it was just a really cool experience. And the way that it happened, man, you just have to say things happen for a reason. 
Yeah, it does, doesn't hurt that that Montana Grizzly football team will be playing for the national championship, Scotty, coming up here in a couple of weeks. You know, Brandon, I was, I, I'm actually surprised it took you that long. I thought that might be what you led with today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm is at an all-time high for sure. And so Hallie will be the third player from Idaho uh, to be on the roster. Uh, the Grizzlies already have a player from Lake City High School from Coeur d'Alene and from Thunder Ridge High School over in Idaho Falls, but now hitting that Magic Valley pipeline a little bit as well. And this could open the door for other Magic Valley athletes to maybe get that exposure to the University of Montana, which I think is a great thing. So Yeah, it, well, it is. And it's funny how all that works, too, because, you know, they, they do. They open up those pipelines. And, you know, we had some football players go to um, a small college in Minnesota. And, you know, it started with, uh, with Garrett Elison. And when he went, it just sort of opened up a pipeline and three more went. And it's funny how that works. And we always have the thing with CSI, CSI and the relationships with the schools around here. We just had three cross country runners signed with CSI last week, you know, and then um, uh, College of Idaho, they've got a good connection with people down here. And so it is funny how that works. So let's see if Montana out of the big sky can, create a little bit of magic valley pipeline that'll be, be kind of fun to see and excited to watch her play uh as a as a grizzly yeah and of course canyon ridge had a girl that's going to idaho state so you'll see that that rivalry continue between you know maddie bland and and uh hallie walker now just at opposing big sky schools so it's just great to see all the the volleyball players that are moving on from the yep. magic valley for sure yep absolutely so any, you know, anytime we're talking about the Walker family, of course, Hallie is, is the older sister. Harper is the younger sister. She obviously went through, uh, quite the medical scare last year. And we chronicled that here on the magic Valley prep cast. We talked to, to Sean Walker, um, her father about the situation. And I thought maybe this would be a good time to check back in. We're checking in already on the Walker family to talk about Hallie, but also to see, you know, how's Harper doing as she is continuing to recover. Yeah, boy, what a what a story there too, and um, just kind of being close to the situation and and you know good friends with her dad, and then like I mentioned, how just nice and respectful they are. Every time I see them, they're always you know going out of their way to come say hello. That's just the kind of people that they are, and so I just have a fondness for for that family and especially these two girls um, because they're so genuine and so nice. And they, and being a girl dad, um, it's just, it, it, I don't know, it just strikes a chord with you, right? And that's why I, I, I really am interested and, and feel this situation um, with, with Harper and Sean. Um, because, I mean, I've got three daughters and I just, I put myself in my mind, how would I act if something like this happened to my girls. And it just, I mean, you think about it and it just, you just well up because it's like, I, I just can't imagine my child ever suffering. I mean, there is just no greater torture for a parent. And, you know, and so when we covered this, it was, it was definitely pulling on my heartstrings quite a bit and following this and keeping up with it. We couldn't have asked right now for a better situation than what is happening with Harper. And so the update on her, in short, she's in remission. Um, it doesn't mean she's out of the woods, but she's in remission. And so the, the 
the way that you go about this is they've got to have uh, 13 clean scans over the next five years. And they've had two cleans so far. They've got 11 more to go. The next one is going to be January 1st. So just a couple of weeks from now, they'll have another one. And the more you start to stack those clean scans up in a row, um, the better things look, you know, um, her spirits are high. Uh, there is, there's, you know, there's some residuals that are kind of lingering around a little bit. I mean, she's got some nerve damage in her right leg because of all of this, because, um, it's just one of the things that, that happened with the cancer. And because it's a nerve, it just causes pain all around the leg, sometime in the, the foot, sometimes in the back of the thigh. Sometimes it just, you know, it's just one of those things that's frustrating, you know? So she's in physical therapy. She's getting all of those things worked out as best she can. Um, but the, the big thing is she's, she's cancer free and she's in remission. That is so awesome. And so, yeah, for those that may not remember or are new to, you know, to this story last year, it was, it was during the volleyball season, you know, or it was right around October, November. Um, Harper was, was feeling some pretty significant pain, um, diagnosed with a pretty rare form of bone cancer, um, especially for somebody that young. And I mean, they spent months and months in Salt Lake city getting treatment and, and fighting this off. And so it's so great to hear that the cancer is in remission and we've got our fingers crossed that all those checkups continue to come back uh, completely clean. But it was a, it was a big moment for the magic Valley. They kind of all came together to support Harper and her family. They had that big event last, uh, last year, hype it up for Harper. All these, all these funds were raised. And so it was a, it was an event that was bigger than twin falls. It was the entire Valley that came together. Yeah, it was. And that event you're talking about, I was there. And uh, I mean, it was just amazing to see the kind of support and turnout uh, that was given and the, the amount of things that were raffled off uh, and were, I mean, I, 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 I won a, a nice prize. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I won a nice uh, AR-15. And uh, man, just the, the stuff that they were doing there to support her. Um, man, the community rallied. And it's one of those things that you walk in and it's like, you see a tiger, you see a Bruin, you see a river hawk, you see a, you know, a bobcat, you see a Spartan, you see all of these. And it doesn't matter because for that moment, we're all on the same team. And it, it, it's pretty cool when, when people rally, you hate, you hate to see what causes them to rally. But in that moment, you're like, Okay, there are a lot bigger things than what we get so upset about in those gymnasiums and football fields and whatever. So anyway, uh, just a, a great, great story with Harper, and we're going to continue to follow that. And, um, you know, and hopefully the updates and the clean scans continue to be positive. Yeah, exciting news, Harper, continuing to get the, those clean checkups. Hallie committing to the University of Montana to, to play volleyball. So from a Bruin to a Grizzly, staying yeah. in that Ursa family, right? In the Bear family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then again, a feather in your cap because you get to talk about the Montana Grizzlies. So, I mean, boy, what a great day for you, huh? Yeah, that's uh, I smile from ear to ear on this. So for sure, uh, congratulations again to the, to the Walker uh, family. What an exciting time for sure. All right, Scott, 
Everyone's going to be wondering Scott's thoughts this week. Well, since you're on vacation, we figured we'd let you out the hook and give you another week to prepare. Scott, I was going to throw this by you. We're kind of doing this with all the yep. other prep casts. Um, because there's not anything going on for the holidays, right? There's some holiday tournaments that start next week. But um, I thought it would be a good time to take a break for the holidays. You know, okay. everyone can enjoy time with their family. Uh, and then we come back in 2024. Uh, that, and run, run it back. Sound all right? That sounds like a plan. You know, and I was going to mention this to you a couple of weeks ago that um, we hit our hundredth episode. Yes, um, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and we we had talked about it when we were like ninety something or whatever. Like, hey, we got to do something for the hundredth, and then the hundredth came and went, and we're like, oh crap, we just totally <laughs> missed it. But we were the first ones to get to a hundred. So, congratulations, Brandon. Yes. And we'll do a, we'll do a proper celebrate. So Scott included in that list of a hundred or like some of the state tournament specials that we've done and you know, the max prep special we just did, you know, that's all included in the count. So I've been keeping a separate count of just magic Valley, you and I episodes, and we're getting close. We're getting close to a hundred of just where it's you and I, not any state tournament preview specials or anything like that. So we'll, we'll definitely oh. highlight the occasion when we get there. Oh, okay. Well then we, we can look at it. That I, I was thinking that when I'm looking at that tally number, yeah, that that was just us, but no, that's, that's factored in all the, the group stuff that we've done as well. Okay, good. So we haven't quite missed it yet. Yeah, we are, we are in the nineties though. I'll tell you that. So we're, we're getting close, Scott. All right. Perfect. I can still plan the party and the festivities and everything else. And the, the confetti dropping down as soon as we come on here. I've got it all planned out. I'm glad it's not wasted. Yep. So go ahead and just uh, yep keep scheduling those party planning committee meetings, and we'll get it figured out. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> For sure. perfect. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks to uh, everybody uh, tuning in. Hey, before we uh, dip out real quick, Scott, we did have a comment here live. Tyler yeah. says prayers to the Harper uh, to the Walker family for sure, and we we appreciate yeah. that, Tyler. Absolutely. Yep. And so uh, thank you to Tyler and everybody else that tuned in live to catch the Magic Valley Prepcast. If you could hit that like button and then share this uh, on your way out, that'll help everybody that wasn't here live find it a little easier on replay. And of course, you can always download this audio podcast uh, wherever you download your podcasts. So Scott, enjoy uh, enjoy the vacation. Whose house? <laughs> Rams house. Yeah. Okay. Watch the game tonight, Rams Saints. I'll be the guy that's uh, behind uh, the Ram bench, about 45-yard line, not the first level, second level right there. Oh, man, I'll be going bananas. So I'll try, not to, do, I'll try not to make a fool of myself, but no promises. We'll keep an eye out for you on, on the broadcast yeah. and on TV. So, All right, cool. Thanks for tuning in to the Magic Valley Prepcast, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you back here in 2024. For Scott Burton, I'm Brandon Bainey. Until next time, this has been the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.